Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday. Wednesday's broadcast of Victorious Living. You know, hey, God wants us to live in victory. You know, thanks be to God who always leads us in victory in Christ Jesus and leads us in triumph, and that's another scripture we use frequently. You know, I read this before, I talked about it before. Dickens said it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was it was the age of wisdom and it was the age of foolishness. And we certainly live in that day and hour right now too, don't we? And But you know, and when we serve the Lord, it can be the best of times regardless where, when when the time is. And so that's the important thing to know. But we've been talking about overcoming life storms and uh, they certainly come. How, how we how we navigate through life storms, how we get through uh, the problems of life, circumstances of life. There are, we have to do certain things, you know, and, and God is for us and God wants to lead us through those times and give us victory each and every time. But you know, storms come to everybody. Life's problems come to everybody. If somebody tells you I never have any problems, well, you need to either cast that lying spirit out of them or, or know they're, they're deranged because everybody has problems at certain times in life. And we know uh, we're not exempt. Isn't that true? We're not exempt. But we've been talking about how to overcome these problems with God's word, God's uh, the presence of God in our life. And, and we're going to continue along that line tonight. I, you know, a couple weeks ago, I talked about, uh, about building your house on the rock. You know, that story about uh, there's two men and they built one built, uh, each built a house on one built on sand, one built on a rock. And when the, the, the floods came and the winds came and the storms came, which came to both of them, well, the one on the sand was washed away and, and, and destroyed, but the one on the rock stood the test of time. So that's what we do. Jesus is our rock, and that's who we have to stand on in this day and this hour. If we're depending on somebody else, or if we're depending on the government, or if we're depending on uh, our, our economic system or, 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 or whatever, we're in trouble because they come and go. And, and they won't please us in a, in a way they should. Now, also talked about God's presence as the place of protection, the place that we need to be. You know, we talked about reading Psalm 91 and Psalm 103 and, and different things. But I wrote this down. In his presence, you'll find, uh, be able to rise above your problems. You know, the problems will come, but you can rise above those. Be able to see clearly. You know, if you're in, a, if you're in an airplane and you're riding it through the, through the clouds and, and you can't see where you're going. Well, if you rise above, you can see perfectly uh, after you get out of the fog and the, cl- the clouds, right? Uh, you can hear from God when you live in his presence. Vital that we hear from God this day and this hour. We need to know his voice and be able to be obedient to it. Uh, get your emotions under control. I mean, you know, uh, you can go, I was going to read it and I'm, I'm not going to this morning, but, or today, but, uh, Read First Samuel 30, where David uh, was being, uh, his men and, and, and his family were uh, attacked by the Amalekites and taken. And what happened? Well, David encouraged himself after he had cried and was upset, encouraged himself in the Lord, and he got his emotions under control. Then he can hear what God had to say to him. Also, uh, we can receive direction. That's what David did then, is he received direction of what to do after all this had happened. And God said, 
uh, you know, uh, pursue and recover all. And that's what he did. So we, we know God has a plan and a way out of things. And, we, and then I begin to talk about, and I'm going to continue to talk about, what to do in the midst of a storm. Listen, we can all get broadsided or because, you know, we're going along, everything's going, and all of a sudden something happens. What is it we need to do right away? Well, listen, we need to go to God's Word. We need to know His Word. We need to get God's uh, 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 direction and counsel and, and, and peace, really, in the midst of it. And it says in Psalm 119, 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We need to know where to go. So we have to go to his word, and then we begin to speak his word, and we begin to praise him over what's going on in our life because he can make a way out. You know, uh, uh, in 2 Corinthians, I believe it is, it says there is no temptation that's not common to man. Well, that word temptation, if you break it down, means circumstances or, or, or calamities or any kind of thing that's coming against you that's not common. Everybody, you're not the Lone Ranger. People uh, of all generations have went through things. And, and he says, but whereas God is faithful, it makes a way of escape. In other words, he's going to make a way out for you. So tonight, if you're sitting there not knowing which way you're going and all that, know that God has a way out for you. Pursue him, right? Pursue him. Then I talked about... Praise and worship <laughs> and be thankful, having a heart of gratitude. Boy, is that so important today it, in this culture we live in today. You know, it, it, it's, it's amazing how just a little bit of thankfulness can give you favor, but a whole lot of thankfulness give you a lot of favor. And, you know, uh, we live in a culture that expects things for nothing. Well, and then they don't want to be thankful. Ungratefulness, unthankfulness is, is a blight on our nation. And I think it's a lot of, it's part, partly due to my generation and, other, and the next generation that didn't, haven't taught uh, those things to their children. Because if you don't teach it, they won't do it. And so we need to know, we need to have a heart of thankfulness. And so, but tonight I want to talk about uh, having, being obedient how, how do you know? How do you how do you know that uh, that you know that obedience is so important to do what God says to do? If we're going to be led out of our troubles and go the right way, we got to hear His voice and then be obedient. And I I was reading a story. Uh, actually, I've read it a couple times to myself here recently. But but you know this story in First Samuel chapter fifteen, and this is a story about Saul and when Samuel went to tell him what God had was displeased with him. And it goes down in, in verse 10 of 1 Samuel 15. And it says, Now the word of the Lord went, came to Samuel, saying, And I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me. You know, he had backslidden. Can you imagine that? He was made king. He had all the things going for him, and he backslides. Well, he, and he says, Has not performed my commandments. How many of you know it's so important to, to do what God tells you to do? And it, it grieved Samuel. And when you know something, I want to tell you something. When people backslide that we know uh, here, at, here in the church or, or people that you know personally, and they backslide, it grieves you. Man, it grieves you. Because, you know, uh, it, 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 the, the part of it, is it just goes with them because you've spent time with these people that are different people and, and you pray with them. You've, done, you've been through a lot of uh, circumstances, consequences, or uh, 
uh, circumstances and troubles with them, and then they then they just turn their back on God. Man, it, it does grieve you, and it should grieve you. But it but it goes on to say, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. He's crying out, Lord. It it, it grieves my heart that Saul Saul the king has turned away from you. And it goes on to say, now when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, it was told Samuel saying, Saul went to Carmel and indeed he has set up a monument for himself. Amen. Here's what he did. He got bigger than what God was doing in his life. He began to take credit for what God was doing, had done for him. And he had gone on around, passed by and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. Well, but Saul or Samuel said to him, What then is this bleeping of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the ox to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Now wait, now... <laughs> Listen, wasn't it the Lord our God? Wasn't it the Lord my God? No, it's the Lord your God now. You can always locate people when you hear about that. When you hear somebody say something similar to that, you know exactly they're not serving God the way they should be. He's telling Samuel, the Lord your God. And it goes on to say, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. In other words, but that here we're going to hear what Samuel had to say from what God had told him. Then Samuel said to Saul, be quiet. Wow. Samuel is uptight and he's up and he's getting in, in Saul's face and he says, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on, Saul said. So Samuel said, when you were a little in your own eyes, in other words, when you were humble, were you not the head of the tribes of Israel? Wow. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. He will raise you up in due time. But you have to be humble, and he won't humble you. Oh, he may, if you don't do what he tells you, but you have to humble yourself. But when you, he says, when you were, uh, when you were small in your own eyes, a little in your own eyes. In other words, I know it has to be God doing this because I couldn't do it myself. How many of you know that's the way we need to be? At all times, God, I can't do it without you. Amen? And it, we're not the head of the tribes of Israel, and did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? In other words, when you, were, when you were humble doing what God had told you to do, he exalted you and made you king. Then it goes on to say, Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of the Am uh, Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the plunder. Now, Saul's going to blame the people now. He's in charge. He's the leader. He has the right to say, hey, we're not doing that. The Lord told us not to take anything. But he said the people took uh, the, the sheep and the oxen and the best of things should have utterly destroyed the sacrifice to the Lord your God. 
and Gilgal. Here he is again. He's saying, the Lord your God, Samuel. What about it, Lord my God? If he, so, so Samuel said this, and you've heard this, this, this passage before. Has the Lord as, has, has the Lord has great uh, delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed them the fat of rams, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Listen, when you read something in this word, a commandment, a, a, a direction that God gives you, and you know it, and then you turn your back on it, it's as witchcraft. You're rebelling against the, the word of God. And listen, we all have to be careful of that. We all have to be careful of that. When we take, start taking credit for what God has done, we're in trouble, my friends. So it goes on to say, And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. So here, then it, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed and the commandment of the Lord and your words, and your words, because I have feared the people and obeyed their voice. In other words, he worried about what the people were going to think more than what God thought. We have to be real careful about that in all of our lives. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. Now, it sounds like he's going to be, repent and, and get back to good stead with the Lord. But here's what Samuel says. But Samuel said, to, the, to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Wow, what a sad state of affairs, my friends. A sad state of affairs. I want to read this, uh, that passage at, uh, in, in verse 22 and 23 out of the message, because it, it really kind of brings it home. Do you think all God wants are sacrifices, empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing, not staging a lavish religious production. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. What he say is the rebellion is a sin of witchcraft, isn't he? Getting self-importance around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's commandment, he has said no to your kingship. What a sad state of affairs. Listen, my friends, when God tells you something, do something, be obedient to do it. That's why, you know, the Bible tells us to train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart. We always think of that sometimes as, as being people, when they get older, they'll accept the Lord. No, it means when they get to an age of accountability, they can begin to do things that are right in the sight of the Lord. Be obedient to him. Listen, obedience, at this day and this hour, I'm telling you, Children turn their back on, 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 on parents. Uh, they're disobedient to parents. They're disobedient to, to the laws of the land. They're disobedient to a lot of things. But I want to tell you, it's obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, I go to church, yeah. I've told you this before. The devil goes to church too. But obedience, being obedient to what God says, will give you a way out of the storms of life. My goodness. So we need to know that today. So to be obedient is, is extremely important today. We find it's hard for a lot of people to submit to any authority. Well, you know, that's really what that is. It's just rebellion. Rebellion. You don't want to listen to somebody else. You know, God puts people in our lives to, to counsel and help us along the way. Everybody needs somebody to help us along the way. Because we, why? We all have blind spots. 
when somebody comes would tell you in, in love, now I don't, I don't go along with people that always trying to one up and, and make themselves look better than you all the time. I not no. When they come to you and say, you know, you really, really got some areas here you need to work on. Well, then that's out of an act of love. They're trying to get your attention and God, that's God using them to help you get on the right track because he has far more for us than we can even imagine. But if we don't do, the, what's the old, well, old saying? If you don't do the little things, you'll never get to the big things. Amen? So we have to be obedient in every area of our lives, in everything we do. And the other scripture I just thought of as I was speaking that right there. In Colossians, Paul says, that do all you do as unto the Lord and not unto men, for it is he that rewards and repays. So you do things as unto the Lord. Being obedient to what he says will give you a way out of the storm and out of the circumstances. But if you're not obedient, you may go, listen, you may go and, and continue in trouble and then get so far away that you forget what manner of person you are. But we're not going to do that, right? We're going to serve the Lord with, with uh, gladness. We're going to serve the Lord with obedience and see the power of God working in our lives. Now, I want to move on. Uh, the next one. Trust in God's ability to deliver and uphold you in times of trouble. Listen, we have to depend and, and trust him even when we can't see the answer yet. we got to know he's making a way if we'll just allow him to. Now, the scripture, I want a couple of scriptures here. I just want you to know these two scriptures over in Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, I'll begin to read in verse 1. Now, what are we talking about? Trusting him. My son, do not forget my law. Do not but let your heart keep my commands. There's, this is being obedient. He's telling him, let, let, let your heart uh, follow my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Man, this is so important. Mercy and truth. Let his word be wrapped around your heart. You shouldn't have to go and, and when crisis comes, what, what, what do I do? What do I, where do I go? Listen, you know, every organization that I know, uh, in, in uh, police officers, uh, firemen, uh, military, uh, uh, even in schools and stuff, they have drills all the time. They practice. Teams, they, they drill. Why do they drill? So it becomes, I always think it becomes first nature almost, not second nature. So we have to know things. And he says, Bind them around your heart, your neck, and 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 keep them in uh, them on the tablet of your heart. In other words, they're right where you can get them when you need have trouble. The truth, the scriptures of God, and so find what favor and high esteem, I, I, and in the sight of God and man. In other words, you'll begin to uh, how what I'll say. You'll begin to get uh, noticed by God and my, men. He'll begin to exalt you. They begin to help you through those situations. And favor. Can you imagine finding favor in the sight of God and man? Boy, it's nothing greater than God's favor, but also he uses people. You, you know, listen, this goes back to some other things we just said about a heart of gratitude and being thankful. You know, you can, you can make favor. I know people that have great favor that don't even know the Lord. Why? Because they're gracious. They're kind. They're, they're, they're very thoughtful. Uh, 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 towards other people. Well, we can do that, but how much more when you do that in accordance with the, what the Word of God says and, and following hard after the, the heart of God. Amen? Now, 
Listen to this in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in him with all your heart. You know, trust comes is like, well, only if I know what he's going to do and, and know the outcome and, and, and know you, you can know what he's going to do as far as his word goes, as according to his will. But you don't know every every situation, how he's going to get you out of problems. and how You, you may think it'll be one way and it'll be totally a different number, another way. So that's trust, when you really don't know how he's going to work it out for you. So you have to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. How many times do you know you can get in trouble just thinking you understand something when you really don't? You know, I mean... If you talk to somebody and you're trying to tell them, you know, verbatim what this means, and they're, oh, yeah, I got that, and they don't have no clue because they're leaning on their own understanding or they think they got a better way. I mean, you know, many people today think they have a better way than what God says in his word. And listen, we don't have a better way. God has the way, and we have to hook up with him. And he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him acknowledge this lord i thank you in the midst of all this that you're working my uh, out help me out of this storm and out of this problem working me through this and i'm acknowledge you to people around me and and others and i'm giving you credit for what's being done that's so important and he shall direct your path wow Whew. he'll he'll show you how to get out of things trust him get get in his word and begin to do the things you know to do listen what What's the old saying uh, that's, that's considered foolishness is trying to do the same thing all the time and expecting different results? That's highly foolish. We, we need to get in his word and let him change our heart, change our life, and change our direction that we're going. So, and then it goes on to say, I'll just read a little bit more of this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Wow, that's a big one there. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Isn't it true what we need a true fear of the Lord today? Fear of the Lord, not being afraid of him, but having awesome reverence for him. And if you haven't been doing that, begin to say, Lord, I just thank you. I, I, just, I just reverence you for who you are, the God of all creation, my Lord and my Savior, my God. And you begin to do those things. It will be what? Health to your flesh. You know, that's one of the storms of life right there is, is uh, uh, not being healthy, not having good health. I mean, not having, being sick or something. It says it'll be health to your flesh. What? And strength to your bones. How many of you know we need strength to our bones as we get older, as we go along in life? Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. In other words, don't quit giving into God's kingdom. Help build the kingdom. Help be a part of what God is doing on the earth today. So your barns or your bank account or your checkbook will be filled with plenty. How many of you want to be filled with plenty? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, as shall men give into your bosom. I know we can use that for a lot of different things, but we can also use it for money and for, uh, for giving into the kingdom of God of our first fruits. And your vats will overflow with new wine. My, my son, I'm, I just as I'm reading this, I didn't have it down to read, to read all this. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord nor to test his correction. In other words, when, when you get corrected, I know it hurts the flesh. I, I can tell you that verbatim. When you know that you're wrong, but you don't want to hear it from somebody else. Isn't that true? Sometimes we just got to swallow big and say, they're right. I need to get right, Lord. Forgive me. And get your life right. 
Amen. From whom the Lord loves, he corrects. If you're not getting corrected sometimes, probably don't love you. You ever been around parents that never say anything and try to correct their children? Do they really love them? Listen, I think they don't. I mean, they may say they love them, but when they let them do anything that's contrary to what needs to be done or the word of God or whatever, they don't really love them. For the... Uh, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her, uh, for her, proceeds are, her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and the gain of, than fine gold. She is more precious than rubles and rubies and all things that you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. Man. And in her left hand, riches and honor. Listen, what are we talking about? We're talking about wisdom, God's wisdom. Amen. Her ways are of pleasantness, and all the paths are, are, are peace. She is a tree of life. Those who take hold of her and happy are all those who retain her. My goodness, what are we talking about? We've been talking about obedience, and then we're talking about trust, and, and wisdom says trust God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Amen. Well, wow. I'm going to read us some, some more of this. My son, let not your heart depart from, from my son, let them not depart your, from your eyes. That's what he's talking about. And keep sound wisdom and discretion. So they will be a life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Wow. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. We've heard that before, haven't we? Do not be afraid of a sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep you your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those who, who whom it is due, when in the power of your hand is, is to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give you uh, when you have it with you. Don't despise evil against your navel. Devise evil. Listen, those are all good psalms. I'm going to quit right there because I kind of started running into some other stuff. But listen, do you understand how important it is that we, that we uh, be obedient to what God says and then we trust in what he says? Amen? Amen. Listen, if there was ever a time, and of course it's all good times, to, but now so important to draw near to God, draw near to his word, begin to praise him, thank him, glorify his name, and begin to walk in his path that he lays before us. Amen? Amen. I hope this is blessing you. It does me, especially that story about Samuel and Saul, because it tells you how easy it is, if you're not careful, to backslide, get a big head, and go try to be somebody you're not. Listen, we're all called to be uh, in the army of the Lord, and we're all called for positions and place, and God... God loves each one of us and has got important things for each one of us to do. But if we're not careful, we can slide back into old ways. So it's important that we go forward, as Paul said, forgetting those things that lie behind. We press on. So that's what we're to do in Jesus' name. Now, next week, I'll probably continue along this line. There's so many things we can do to help uh, help us stay on course and stay uh, uh, free of the storms of life or get free of them as they come. So I'm going to pray now and, we'll, and, and then get off here. But Father, we thank you so much that you're teaching us so much each week and each time we, we just get in your word because it's your word that puts us over. 
your word was a lamp and <laughs> to my feet uh, and it guides our path amen shows us the way to go thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice we'll get in your word and begin to be obedient to your word and begin to thank god that he sent his word to heal us and deliver us and set us free <laughs> and we just so thankful for that thank you for jesus whom we whom we revere who we thank who we serve and we just look forward to greater days in the future in jesus name amen well be blessed and i'll see you next time thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes and if you enjoyed today's message consider sharing it with a friend for more content and information about living word check out our website at livingwordfamily.org and remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel